And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome everybody to the show. Thank you so much for joining me as always. I'm so grateful that each and every one of you are tuning in to hear some some beautiful stories. And today I'm so excited to dive into this particular conversation. Uh, Melissa Denise is here. She is the host of a very beautiful podcast, the Love Covered Life podcast. And she is um, somebody who really just desires to share the good in life. And we're going to talk about her why, and we're going to talk about what brought her to this point of sharing this information. And a little bit about her. She is a content creator, podcaster, speaker, writer, artist, uh, spiritual experiencer. She lives in Northern Michigan with her husband and three children. And she just is living her passion and purpose in her offerings in the way she touches the world and communes with nature and people and all the way to the quantum level. So again, Melissa, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Jeanette, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction and thank you for inviting me into your space. Um, I have so enjoyed our previous interactions and I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing and for putting your story out there too. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Um, Okay, so I would love to know a little bit about your why. What brought you here? What got you connected in the first place? Mm, Yes, Um, that is, we could spend the whole interview probably there, but I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down to the important things. So as we'll probably get into in a little bit, I was born with some pre-birth memories, so I've always had a very deep spiritual connection. And so my early life, I was raised in a strict Christian environment, and so I had some confusion about, I have these memories, now I'm being taught this other thing about God, that God has created everybody for the purpose of sending them to hell, and and how we're all sinners and the world is going to be burned up at the end. And and like all of these conflicting, because I remember this really beautiful, beautiful, transcendent thing that's beyond language. It's so beautiful. And then I'm being taught this other completely contradictory thing about the spiritual world, about reality, and about what I was taught to call God. So whatever word you're comfortable with, And so from a very young age, my whole purpose in life was to figure out what I was remembering. And in Christian language, there's this passage in the Bible that says, where God is speaking and God says, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. So that became my life's purpose. I'm going to find this thing that I remember that we call God, and I'm going to experience that bliss again. And so there was years and years of 
seeking, having all sorts of spiritual experiences and then coming up completely empty in the end. I discovered near-death experience stories as a young adult, and I would remember just binge reading them and being glued to my tablet, not being able to put it down because I was finally reading the stories of other people who had had similar experiences to me and finally understanding what had happened. And from that point on, I felt like the answers that I had been seeking my entire life coming in so simple and so profound that it's like my gravity in life shifted and my whole entire purpose became about I have to share this with other people so that they can experience it. So that's the why behind my YouTube channel. I had to start talking about it because I couldn't not. And eventually that evolved into me having the privilege of interviewing near-death experiencers and other spiritual experiencers and giving people a platform to be able to share their stories so that we can really spread this message and get this information out there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now with your journey, was there a standout defining moment that really encouraged you to open your perspective from the upbringing you had, or was it kind of a casual uh, or over a series of time that you opened to thinking outside of that? I would say for a while, it was little by little. There were little things here and there that would make me think. But when I discovered near-death experience accounts, it was all over for me. Specifically, I remember reading Kimberly Clark Sharp's account, and she was describing her experience with the light. And she said, the light was brighter than a million suns, but it did not blind or burn me. If I had been in physical form, though, I would have exploded into a happy million pieces because it was all love. Mm -hmm. And when I read that, it's like, that is exactly what I remember, exactly what I remember feeling. And from that point on, it was my deconstruction was so easy because I knew this is the truth because I've experienced this. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I deconstructed my Christian upbringing in a matter of a few weeks. And it was that part of it was really painless for me because I wanted to accept this other truth that I knew. Mm -hmm. So fascinating. And it's fascinating that it wasn't like a traumatic experience for you to deconstruct it. It was a natural um, unbinding maybe or an unwinding mm-hmm. of revealing your truth that just felt more resonant for you. That's yeah, the actual, sorry, the actual deconstructing of my beliefs was not traumatic at all. It was very liberating. The trauma did come a few years into the, in into after the deconstruction, after going public with it, when I had to deal with the ongoing fallout in my community and the the programming that was coming up from my childhood that I had to deal with. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. I can imagine. So coming back to your pre-birth experiences um, or the memories, sorry, can you color that a little bit? Is I know you said mm-hmm. the light and you recognize the light. What other things did you experience in that or do you remember from that? Yeah, I would love to. I always preface this by saying that it is beyond words. So no words that yes. I can put to it are going to be accurate. And and this is 
even saying that is hard to describe because it's not that there isn't words. We don't have the framework for the experience. So it's like trying to describe a color that nobody has seen before. There's there's no framework to understand what that would be or another sense that we don't have or another dimension. So we don't even, not only do we not have the words to describe it, but we don't have the feelings here. As I'm sure you know, we don't have the type of experience. It wasn't a an experience that I had with my five senses. It was on another level. It was much deeper and much more immersive. Um And I don't have like a sequence of events like some people do, like Christian Sundberg can say, well, this happened and then this happened and then I incarnated and then this happened. It's just glimpses of experiences that I remember being immersed into. And my strongest one, as you mentioned, is of the light. And I've had 30 plus years to try to put words to it. And the best that I can say now, and I am borrowing some language from near-death experiencers, is to say that it was a hurricane of love and light. It was a it was like a universe-sized hurricane of love and light. And I was right in the middle of it and it was unfolding. It's like the creation was happening, but it was like not in the sense that it had a beginning and an end. It was something that was eternally unfolding in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And I can describe it in so many different ways. It was a multi-sense experience, but not with the five senses. But if I had to describe it that way, it would be like it was made up of trillions of different little lights and all the lights were their own individual um, soul, we would say, or sense of presence. And it was also music and if I put the the music into words, it would be translated something like, I am so in love with me, but the I includes everything that there is. So we are so in love with you is how we would say in a meaningful way. And we are all part of this beautiful expression of life. Um, it was also like laughter. It was geometry, math. Um, sacred geometry, I specifically remember, multidimensional sacred geometry, color and music and laughter. And then, of course, the things that you feel on such a deep level, like love, security, is like the feeling of being inside the eternal womb of the universe and knowing that nothing could ever happen to you. You are eternally safe. And mm-hmm. again, it's I hear myself saying that and And the words fall so far short of what that feeling actually is. So that was the strongest memory I have of just being in the light. And then when I came to earth as a young child, I I felt so empty because I I remembered that and I knew I was missing and I couldn't access those feelings of bliss here. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful description. And I love how you bring in all the different types of descriptors because it's... it's, um, I can appreciate and also recognize a lot of what you're saying in my own near-death experience. So to me, I'm like, yes, I get that. I know what that means. I totally understand that, right? Like, and I know how hard it is to put it into human language, Um, but you did a beautiful job. Thank you. So a question with that is, 
coming in then to your childhood and recognizing that kind of void or that that lack of how old do you think you were when you started to be able to recognize the validity of it do you Mm. think there was a point like before reading about near-death experiences where as a child you started really questioning or or thinking it was something more do you know what I mean by that question Yes, yes, I do. Um, with my pre-birth memories, no, because I didn't even understand what they were. I didn't know that there was such a thing as pre-birth memories. Um, I very early suppressed a lot of it and just um assumed that what I was that I was having, because in the Christian faith, they'll tell you that we all have this God-shaped hole in our hearts. And so I just assume that's what this is. Everybody has it. And so I tried to answer a lot of my questions with the faith that I had been raised in. I did, in my teenage years, have a really intense out-of-body experience that's very similar to a near-death experience. And when that happened, there was no denying okay, this is something more. I wasn't quite sure what to do with it. So again, I kind of put it on the sideline and suppressed it after it happened. Um, But as far as um, questioning my faith and knowing that there's something more than what I had been taught that was always with me to a certain extent where I would hear things or things would pop up in my life and I would say, wait, wait a minute, that makes sense. Um, like, like for instance, I don't know if you've read the Chronicles of Narnia, but when, in one of those books, there's this character that's worshiping a false god. And then at the end, Aslan takes him to his country as his own and says, anybody who serves with that type of zeal is actually serving me. And so when I would hear things like that, I think, yeah, there, there's truth to that. There's mm-hmm. one God source, whatever, and we're all doing the best we can. And the point of life is that we're supposed to love each other. So I had this underlying knowledge, but I really, really suppressed it again because of my religious upbringing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So then jumping to your out-of-body experience, which I'm so glad you brought up, Mm -hmm. um, was that an experience? Because sometimes people can have an experience that's very random and it just happens upon them and others can kind of allow a gateway for that either through meditation or you know dream state or something like that was was your out-of-body experience something you were looking for or did it happen upon you I was looking for I had been asking for my entire life because my goal was to try to feel this bliss or as I had been in the Christian lingo to experience God's presence. So that was the thing I was seeking more than anything else in my life. And I had been asking for it daily for years before it happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, beautiful. And was it um, was it like a flash moment for you? Or was it something that happened over, you know, half an hour, several hours? Or like, what was that experience sort of like for you with whatever you're comfortable sharing? Yeah, of course. Um, I honestly don't know how long it was. I was in my bed and I was trying to fall asleep and my eyes were closed. So it could have been two minutes. It could have been three hours. I, I, I don't know how long it was in earth time, but in my experience, it was definitely outside of time and a lot of things happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I really like that you mentioned that because I think there's this idea um, 
as people are awakening their consciousness, that out-of-body experiences have to be something huge or requires a shaman to take you into or requires Mm. plant medicine or requires something so much more than just self. But I think if we open to those beautiful experiences when they arise, it can be these divine timings of, you know, like a critical change point in our life where consciousness is open. Mm -hmm. So I love that you're like, I was just in my bed and, and, you know, yes, I'd been asking for it, but it was just this natural occurrence because I really, and again, not to say that going the route of a shaman or plant medicine is, is wrong. Cause again, I, there's many paths, as you know, to consciousness, Mm -hmm. right? However, I love that you said you kept asking for it and then it arrived in this divine time. Mm-hmm. So then speaking of that divine time, was that occurrence for you around a real significant change point in your life that was already occurring or did it trigger the change point? What happened within you after that? Mm, now that you mention it, I hadn't thought too much about this before, but yes, the experience happened when I was 18 or 19. I don't remember, but it was one of those two And then when I was 19, I made the choice to leave my childhood church that I had been raised in. And I did join another Christian church, but a charismatic church that was really focused on seeking spiritual experiences. And my out-of-body experience was part of the reason for that, because after I had that experience, I was even more determined to have another one because I wanted to feel that bliss again. And I hadn't really gotten to the point of what this experience was trying to teach me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it did set me on a path to seek experiences even more. Right. And so in your out-of-body experience, did you at all recall returning to that light that you remembered from your pre-birth? Like, was there a consistent theme at all mm-hmm. in that? It came, well, I was going to say it came to me, but that's not even accurate. It was just there. It it was the foundation of what reality is as soon as I left my body. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. And it's interesting how trying to explain the foundation of reality can be so challenging, right? And trying to put words and people try and talk about it. They're like, it's a matrix. It's light. It's energy and flow. It's all of these things, but it's really hard to actually put it into terms because in the human language, I find often we don't, have the language or the words or the phrasing to try and explain Mm -hmm. something that is not of this 3d reality within the physics even as we understand them yes yeah yeah it's like on the higher dimension all of these other things are the same thing Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like one way i've talked about it before is in when you have a thunderstorm you have the lightning and the thunder and they're actually the same thing but you wouldn't know unless you were to- told that, yeah. but it's like that on an even more expanded level that the energy and the love and the bliss and the music and the laughter and the math and all of these things, it's all the one thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now fast forwarding, fast forwarding to where you are now in your life and living in your flow and expressing your creativity from within through writing, speaking, podcast, your art. Um, do you find you continue to have these kind of out-of-body experiences when you tune in? Like, what it, where do you find, or what is life like now that you're on this side? 
Yes, uh, I have not had any more transcendent experiences like that where I've left my body. And I know the reason for that is because there's certain things I'm supposed to be working on in this life. And I need to figure out how to find that within myself. So not to be constantly trying to leave my body or seek an external experience, but to be grounded and ground that state of consciousness within me. And that's a path I'm very much still on. Mm -hmm. I have found that the deeper I go into meditation, specifically connecting with nature, doing the things that are in alignment for my spiritual path, the louder my intuition speaks and the easier it is to connect to it and the more um, spiritual experiences that I have to a lesser degree, not like an out-of-body experience, but just having intuition, knowing things, um, picking up on information, understanding things, knowing what I'm supposed to do, things like that, being able to connect to my guidance, that becomes stronger, is becoming stronger for me. Mm -hmm. And do you find when you connect to your guidance, do you um, see or hear spirit at all specifically? Or again, is that connected into that intuitive knowing of a response? It's all the in intuitive knowing. The way that I experience it is as downloads of information. So it's not necessarily in words. Even in my mind, I wouldn't say that it's telepathy because it's not in words. It's just like this knowing, this like information download that comes into my energy centers, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and I love that you say that too, because I think a lot of people think that they need to hear their guides, angels, mm -hmm. loved ones specifically with words, or they need to see them with their physical eyes. But I think as we grow and evolve into our true original soul self, our intuitive self, it really is about like a download. And I like that you use that word because it when we are connecting energetically, we're not connecting through language we're connecting through knowings through that intuitive self so it's really neat how you're saying in your journey instead of seeking everything outside of yourself you're actually kind of awakening it more and more from within mm -hmm. which is essentially what I find the higher realm spirit guides angels are really wanting us to do it's like don't rely on us but come to recognition within you so that we can harmonize better, right? Instead of them right. kind of holding our hand through it all, they're like, awaken it within yourself. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the, the transcendent experience to me is the easy path and actually doing the work to sustain that level of consciousness within yourself. It's, it's hard because you have to work through all of your traumas, all of your programming. And a lot of times things keep coming back around, at least for me. I think that I've reached a new level of freedom and then I'm presented with the next challenge. Mm -hmm. But it's mm -hmm. so worth it little by little to grow into that. Yeah, absolutely. So a question with your podcast. So on your podcast, you feature a lot of like spiritual experiencers, near-death experiencers, have you noticed since you've been doing your podcast how your frequency has changed every time you tap into somebody's story and you share it and you connect on that level that it also really feeds into your own journey? 
Um, well, to be honest, I would have to say it's been a little bit different for me. I, I have to be intentional about it because when I'm doing my interviews, when I'm in the presence of that person, especially if they're a really grounded, spiritual, high vibration person, for lack of better words, I can feel that and I can really like be uplifted by that energy. But a lot of times it's, if I'm not careful, it can just be adding to my head knowledge, especially mm. because I'm doing multiple interviews per week and constantly immersing myself in this world. Mm -hmm. um, I have to actually take what people are saying and imply, apply it and do the work. And that's when I see the change in my own mm -hmm. frequency. That's so interesting. This is very, very conscious, like conscious choice yeah. mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. Fascinating. So fascinating. So I saw in your bio that you are writing a book currently. Yes, I yes. am. <laughs> yes. Any little um, little sneak peek bits you can share about what your book is about or the themes or anything like that? Oh, sure. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So I'm still in the process of writing it. It could change before the end. But my plan is to share a lot about my own journey from my childhood to where I am now and um, the healing journey, really. And what I'm doing is I'm taking, I'm correlating each chapter to an energy center in the body and a new belief that I had to instill in myself, such as I am safe. I am innocent, the opposite of what a lot of us have been taught. Mm -hmm. And so the whole, the whole point of it is about um, what we're talking about, like finding that center within yourself, where you have done the work to undo all of these false narratives that you've been taught, and you're in touch with the core of who you really are, which is the I am presence. Mm -hmm. And that is so timely right now because mm -hmm. I think so many people have been doing the work to undo those layers and define that right. I am presence. But I also think once they reach that, and I know I've been there myself sometimes too, where I'm like in that centered I am feeling. And then it's like, what do I do? And it's kind of like, mm -hmm. it's almost like when you bring that feeling back to the human self, the very 3D human self, and you're kind of like, what do I do with that amazingness? What do I do with that knowledge or energy or downloads or things? So I think that's really neat that you're you're writing about that and the the, you know, kind of undoing of the layers and then how to be when you're in there, how to connect to it in the body. Because again, yes. the body is such an interface for everything. Yes. Yeah, that's fascinating. So when do you, when are you hoping that uh, your book might be ready? Well, I'm hoping to be done writing it by the end of the year. So we will see. Nice. Okay. You'll definitely have to keep us posted because okay, I'll I will be do excited that. to read that. Yeah. Um, okay. So any other really standout things that you wish to leave everyone with today in terms of either an inspiration uh, how to handle the changing aspects in the world mm. or their spiritual growth. If you could leave people with either one or several somethings, what would that be? Yes. So as far as how to handle everything that's happening in the world, there's so much that I 
I don't even feel qualified to talk about with all the pain that people are experiencing and the suffering and everything that's being brought to light. But one thing that I can share that I think is important is that many times we look at what's going on in the world and we can feel very overwhelmed. And that's led over the years to people feeling like, well, there's really nothing that I can do. Um, This is just the way it is. And this is just the way the world is. But that's not true. One of the main things that near-death experiences teach us is that the power is in the little things and the individual choices that we make because people are sent back over and over and over because their purpose is so important that it will change the world not to have them there. Mm -hmm. So I would just encourage people to, first of all, focus on your own spiritual expansion. And that can be something as simple as taking 10 minutes a day to become very present. When you can become present, that's where you find God, source, or whatever it is that you're comfortable. That thing that we are all looking for, that I spent my entire life seeking for, is here now in the present moment. And if you can spend even 10 minutes a day just focusing on that and focusing on your own spiritual expansion, that contributes to the collective expansion, which is in full swing right now. And the other thing is just treating each other with love and kindness because small acts of love are so powerful and they do have a domino effect. And one by one, we can reclaim our own sovereignty and learn to be at peace within our own selves. Then this world will awaken and we will overthrow the power structures that seem so overwhelming to us right now, all of that will be transformed. And I think that's probably the biggest message that I would like to share, that it is possible for us to live in peace and harmony and love and support of one another here. But we have to believe that that's possible and we each have to do our part. Beautiful. Beautiful. You speak so gracefully. That's just thank you. so well said. And I feel the resonance of that. And I'm sure all of those listening will really feel that as well. So thank you so much for joining me on the show and sharing some of your story. I definitely recommend to all of you listening to check out her podcast. Again, it's the Love Covered Life podcast. Um, And that is definitely on YouTube. Is it also on any audio platforms? Just on YouTube. Just on YouTube. Okay, so check it out on YouTube. It's so worthwhile. Lots of NDE experiences, different spiritual experiences, beautiful conversations of people sharing their expression or experience in consciousness to help inspire others. So I love that you're doing that. Like, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much. And thank you again for the work that you're doing and for sharing your beautiful near-death experience. Wonderful. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. And I will see you all next week. Have a good one. 